Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of the show, and the Chief Lounge Lizard. Today, we're going to the front lines of the console war to figure out who's the winners, who's the losers, and who just wants to have a good time. So, here I am on the front lines reporting. It looks like the Wii was doing very well for a while, but suddenly, PlayStation is coming back. Coming back with a strong offensive and a $2.99 price tag. We'll have to see how this all shakes out. Okay, back from the front lines, here in the lounge, and safe, I am with uh, Kelly Adams and Nate Woolley. Welcome to the show today. Thank you, uh, Kelly, of course, is our host of our other show, The uh, the Gamer Geeks, who, which runs right here at GameIndustry.com and also over on iTunes. Special hello to all the people who are picking us up there. And Nate Woolley is our publisher and business editor, also known as Negative Nate. Negative Nate, welcome. It's not true. It's <laughs> not true. <laughs> yeah, Kelly just called him that before the show, and I, I couldn't resist because I thought it was funny. Uh, Nate does <laughs> <laughs> Nate doesn't hate everything, just a lot of things. So, okay, the console war. It looked, I mean, the strangest thing for me, because I've been in this industry for years and years and years, um, and the strangest thing for me was to see the Wii console w- was number one and still is. It was number one for a long time here in this this generation. Uh, I mean, Sony was the, in the last generation with their PlayStation 2, was the was the undisputed market leader and they just like totally dropped the ball with this generation but they've made a move they finally lowered the price to 299 for the PS3 slim uh, i actually went out and picked one up and it's it's awesome i'll talk about that in a minute but um so it seems like the market's shifting so i just wanted to uh, a lot of the market happen ha- the way it shifts has to do with the pricing of the of the consoles i think kelly will probably argue that it has a lot to do with the games that are on the consoles themselves but as far as the base console prices i just wanted to let let everyone know what they are as of this moment, as of recording. Uh, you can get an Xbox 360 Elite for 2.99. That's the uh, the console that Microsoft is pushing right now. There are some other versions of the of the 360, including uh, the one that's being phased out. But the 360 Elite is sort of their vanguard, and that's at 2.99. Uh, the PlayStation 3, we've already mentioned the the Slim, which has a 120 gig hard drive. It is 2.99. And the Wii is holding steady at $249. Uh, there's also, uh, I, I thought I'd mention this because I thought it was cool, there's also a new Xbox 360 version coming out, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 version, which comes with a 250 gig hard drive, two wireless controllers, an Xbox 360 headset, and a copy of Modern Warfare 2 for a re- retail price of $400. So, <laughs> in the- Jesus, John, did we get <laughs> Uh, I just thought it was neat. If 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 you have that much money to put on a console, man, that's that's crazy. So I guess the question is, do you buy that or do you buy the version that comes with the night vision goggles? Because I don't know. Oh, <laughs> it's a toss up. So so Kelly, you you've been looking at the at the console market for for a while, and you, you've had experience with all all consoles. Where, where do you think is? Uh, do you think that the the price drop on the PS3 is going to be enough to shift the momentum here? I, well, I think it's going it, to – it really opened up the market on people like me. I was considering getting a Blu-ray player, and 
now the PS3 price has dropped, and I'm thinking, man, it'd be kind of stupid just to go out and dump money into just, just a Blu-ray player. Why don't I just go ahead and get a PS3? And I think that's the market they share that they're going to really – That's true. At. You know, I, I didn't consider that, but uh, I was thinking about a Blu-ray player. And when you look at the prices of Blu-ray players, I mean you're, you're not going to find a Blu-ray player for like $300, not, not, a, not a decent one anyway. So why not get a Blu-ray player that, oh, by the way, also happens to be a, a PS3? Yeah, it's they showed some really nice games at E3 too. I mean, for so for the gamer aspect, I mean, there is a lot of games on the PlayStation that I would that would drive me to buy the mm-hmm. console at a hundred dollars cheaper. Then yeah, you're going to have my interest a little bit more. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, Nate, what do you think about this whole console war concept? I know we at GameIndustry.com we push that it's a war, but I mean, obviously, it's it's not really a war. It's just sort of competing companies and competing for your interest and your dollars and and what what do you think about the the war as it currently stands i think in terms of this generation this war has been over for about three okay. years i mean sony's playing catch-up that's great and the the xbox is doing some work but let's face it nintendo kicked ass anything else is uh just playing catch-up ball and trying to seize late game market share we, we're not that far off from, you know, what is it, Generation 4 or something? Because, well, how long has it been on the PS3? Three years? Four years? Something yeah, like that? I mean, I think that I, I, looked at, I looked up that issue actually before the show and what some of the company officials have to say. And I think Sony is looking at I, – I mean, I don't know if this is possible or not, but Sony's looking at a 10-year lifespan on the, on the current PS3. That seems a bit long in the tooth, but – you know, so if, if that's the way that goes, then they still have seven years to uh, to sell these consoles. And maybe they do, but I don't think the competition will allow that. To there'll, there'll be a Xbox, you know, 720 or something that comes out before that. Yeah. And Wii Wii or something. I don't know. Wii Three. <laughs> no, that would be, be the Wii Three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really trying to be down on this whole thing, but just speaking as a marketer and a businessman, it strikes me more that this is, you know. An attempt to re-seize some late game market share and make some quick sales by dropping a price. I'm on the record, you know it. Coming out at the price the PS3 did was an, an astonishingly dumb idea. It allowed uh, both the others. For one thing, I think the Xbox beat the PS3 it, to market by like nine months. And, uh, you know, it allowed Nintendo to do is, oh, we're cheap, we're for families, and capture oh, yeah. and develop an entire new demographic. I mean, is, is there... Are there any nursing homes out there going out of their way to buy, you know, a slim PS3? <laughs> no, they're all busy playing, you know, Wii Sports and bowling. And That's stuff. true. That's market Sony isn't going to be able to get. It looks like Microsoft is trying to go for that market a little bit with the Natal, uh, the NATO, um, controller and, and the motion controlling and things like that. But, you know, in typical Microsoft fashion, they seem to be going at it. I mean, it seems like the, the, the Wii sort of did that naturally, and the, the Microsoft is adding a lot of features and things, which I guess they're trying to get the hardcore, the hardcore gamers together. But, I, I mean, do you think that maybe, Nate, that the, what has happened with this generation of consoles is that the hardcore, what the industry has learned is that the hardcore gamer makes up such a small percentage of the overall market that they're not really being completely pandered to as, as they normally are. No, I mean, Nintendo found out, you know, took a guess, and my guess is did a god-awful amount of market research and uh, discovered new, an entirely new larger market than the hardcore gamer and is busy happily, you know, minting $1,000 bills. <laughs> 
on it while Sony and Microsoft were busy going, you know, let's be awesome and extreme. And Nintendo's got there with the Wii going, ha, huh, we don't need to. <laughs> yes. John and I were at E3 when they announced the name of the Wii. You know, I'm driving the car around and it comes through and, and John and I both went, huh, Nintendo's decided to lose this generation. <laughs> Because let's face it, it's found. Yeah, he, we were driving on Mariposa, I think, and the the gin van almost went into a uh, street vendor, I think. <laughs> not not that that's that hard in LA, really. Note 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 my obligatory LA reference. I brought I brought that one um, up, so I'll take credit for yet another yeah. PR piece for LA. <laughs> but I mean, nobody, nobody there, none of the press, none of the the industry pros thought Nintendo knew what they were doing. And it turns out what they had done is invent a better mousetrap. They'd identified a market that's probably 50 times larger than the hardcore gamer market, that being people who are not hardcore gamers, and Uh, successfully exploited it. Yeah, it's funny, especially when it's my niece, because she's seven years old, and yeah, she's really smart for her age, but still her – she's not very coordinated as a child. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she does great on the Wii, but she wanted to play Ghostbusters on the 360. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I was about to beat my head against the wall trying to explain how exactly you handle the controller with all these buttons and two analogs and everything. And, oh, Abby, you can't just move this analog. you got to move that. You're in a corner. Stop. <laughs> It was horrible trying to get her adjusted to that controller. My youngest, my youngest child is five, and she's been playing with the Wii since we've got it. So when she was three, you know, we bought her some simplistic, you know, Diego Safari Adventure or whatever it is, you know, some horrific thing aimed at kids, and uh, she was able to do it right away. You know, within five minutes of being handed the controller, she was capable of playing the game. You can't do that. With uh, with an Xbox controller or a PS3 controller, no matter how slim or how cheap you make it, and business is all about finding markets and exploiting you know the crevices between what everybody is doing. And Nintendo did that, and no amount of lowering the price is going to work if the market you're selling to is the same hardcore gamer that you've already got thoroughly penetrated. Yeah, the thing about the hardcore gamers is that uh, you know they're they're a very loyal bunch. They're, if you're a hardcore gamer, because because God knows, Nate, we have enough of them working at Gin that do reviews for us and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and, but I'm just saying, the ones that I know that are hardcore gamers, they already own a PS3, an Xbox 360, and a Wii. They they go out and they buy the console as soon as it comes out. So, you know, lowering the price of the PS3 probably wasn't going to affect them. But I think that it will get get them market share because, like what Kelly was pointing out, with the Blu-ray player, and because there are people like me, I mean, I, I'm fortunate, I mostly get to handle, when I do reviews, it's mostly PC reviews, so I haven't done a lot on the console side, and I frankly didn't want to buy a console, but when it lowered to 299 it was a pretty good deal, and I will say, the PS3 is an amazing piece of hardware. I mean, it, it's it's just awesome. I turn it on, it's always connected to the internet. And like when I'm playing uh, Guitar Hero uh, uh, 5 or um, Rock Band or the Beatles, uh, I was playing on Labor Day with my wife, and it was funny. It came up, and it said, hey, it's Labor Day. Would you like to participate in a Labor Day tournament? <laughs> I'm like, what? How does it know? <laughs> and I remembered, oh, it's got, a little, it's got a little cable that connects it to the Internet. But it's kind of neat. It's, like, it's almost like a little thinking console. It's, it's kind of cool. And, and I, I think that it's a good buy at 299 and I think that if nothing, 
nothing else, it will help them catch up with the Xbox sales. Um, apparently, according to you, Nate, you're, you're thinking that they won't catch the the Wii, but uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think reading uh, Todd's review, Todd Hargosh just did, did a review of uh, Batman uh, Arkham Asylum, which was a fantastic game. And one of the things he was talking about was the control scheme and how easy it was to control Batman. You had basically like three three buttons, but it wasn't actually it wasn't too simplistic that it became just a stupid basher. In fact, he was saying it was a uh, a, a game that was possibly game of the year material. And I was just thinking about, well, here's a game that has simple controls and it's doing really well and maybe maybe the developers are actually trying to make the games a little bit simpler. And speak of the devil, Todd Hargosh has joined us in the lounge today. Todd, thanks for thanks for stopping by. And uh, no problem. <laughs> so we were just actually I was just talking about you and your review of uh, Arkham Asylum and how the uh, the game had had simple controls and so forth. But I wanted to ask you, since you look at games across all platforms, what you thought as far as game exclusivity and bringing people into the platform. Are there games that are coming out that will tempt people to buy a PS3 or an Xbox or a Wii over the other consoles? As far as the uh, PS3 is concerned, the only title I really know that I can... This is me speaking to me personally. I know a lot of people are going to say otherwise, but... Maybe Gran Turismo 5 when it comes out. I'd be interested in that. Mm-hmm. And when I, we did my racing episode, um, I mentioned about the uh, inclusion of a NASCAR license for that game. So there's going to be fans for that series okay. that will uh, don't want to pick that up. Maybe Uncharted 2. I know there's a, there's a huge crowd that's interested in that. I admit I found the uh, first Uncharted to be kind of dull, but I know I'm not the only one. There's also the shooter fans who will be interested in Killzone 2 and... Um, Resistance 2, when they, since they're already out. They'll probably be coming out as Platinum Hits soon. Okay. You can't uh, skip God of War. Oh, no. <laughs> People forgot that one. One last thing, bear with me. I just I just woke up. I uh, found we were recording an hour early at the last second. Todd, let me wake you out of your stupor, and uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to mention Halo. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, ODST is supposed to be coming out. Hopefully, uh, by the time the shows are released, it will be available. So, uh, and then I guess the Wii doesn't really have too many exclusive ti- exclusive titles. That's not well. I mean, they have all the Wii Sports stuff. So I guess Nate, kind of what you were saying earlier, that that's kind of like their exclusive thing because because you don't have bowling on the PS2 or the PS3. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not <laughs> actually. They do. Oh, do they? They're, there's, it's like a PS network type game. I, I never had a chance to test it out, but there is a bowling game out for it. Okay. They're not selling exclusive games because the whole exclusive game thing is big on the you know extreme hardcore gamer thing. They're trying to sell a family thing and share. They want people around the world to be talking about what they were doing, you know, bowling or softball or whatever. You know, it's it's not about exclusivity there. It's about inclusion. Uh okay. All right. Well, let me let me let me do this. So we've we've talked about the price point. We've talked about some of the exclusivity. We've talked about the fact that the PS3 is also a Blu-ray player, which is which is nice um, because you know in the in the in the high def versus Blu-ray player, Blu-ray one that battle, <laughs> which I'm surprised yeah. it didn't push more of uh, PS3 sales until now. But I, I think the price is really holding it back. Um, so I I want to get from each of you 
you know, we're talking about when, when you talk about the console war, you talk about year to year. So at the end of this year, let's say, you know, December 31st or even January 1st of next year, where is the market going to be? Given, given the current pricing scheme, given the games that you know are coming out for each console, who's going to be number one, who's going to be number two, and who's going to be number three? Is, is anything going to shift from where it is right now? And we'll start with Kelly. No, I don't think nothing will shift. It's still going to be Nintendo at number one. It'll be Microsoft at number two, and it'll be Sony at number three. Okay, Nate, what do you I think? I don't see it at all changing. Okay, good. That, I mean, that's a perfectly good prediction. I think, Nate, what do you think? The the lower price point, the whole slim thing, all this sort of thing for uh, Sony is really aimed at getting marginal people who have thought about it, who for the last couple of years have said, man, I'd like to get one, but it's not really priority. I mean, a lot like you, John. You said you just bought one when the price came down. True. And that that's a marginal gain for Sony. So you might see them blip up, you know, a nice significant one, but it's not going to be enough to knock off Nintendo at this point. I mean, the whole Wii thing is a, is a phenomenon, and it's going to take a real game changer to to – make that happen and a lower price point three years into a life cycle isn't going to be it so i suspect there may be some competition for number two between microsoft and sony it's not going to knock off nintendo okay todd what, what about you no i have to agree with that because uh, as you said the wii has its own its own niche market it's more of more of a family friendly approach and with sony uh lowering the price of the ps3 to 299 there will uh That'll uh, ob- that's obviously increased our sales, but it'll be more of a matter of uh, system exclusives. I still see the 360 having more of them um, at the time compared to Sony, even with all the the pro- titles being pushed back to quarter one of 2010. But I don't see the uh, structure changing much either. Maybe next year when uh, Microsoft unleashes Project Natal, there may be some differences there. Okay. But by the end of the year, it's pretty much going to be the same. Okay, I, I would I would tend to, as my prediction I would tend to agree with all of you. I think that the the biggest possibility is that Sony will move into number two and and knock Microsoft back to number three. But even if that happens, it's going to be a tit for tat situation. It's not going to be like you know Microsoft suddenly going to be in the basement. I th- I think Sony may with the price point drop and the PS3 slim. I think they may be able to catch up basically and and make this a three way war again. So, all right. Well, everybody, thanks thanks for joining me today. And we, if uh, any of you have predictions, I know there are a lot of people out there that are very loyal to their console. If you'd like to throw in your two cents, you can do so by sending an email to ginlounge at gameindustry.com. We'd love to hear from you, uh, even if you're angry at us, which seems to happen from time to time. <laughs> but uh, but send us send us your comments, and if they're um, intelligent and well written, we'll uh, even mention them uh, in the next show. So thank you to my guests this week, and we hope that uh, all you people out there in listener land, if you're playing a console, that at the very least you're having a good time, whoever is winning the war. Take care, everybody.